Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Battleborn Raptors podcast. For Golden State, I'm your host as always, Joshua Anselmo, joined by my co-host Wasim. Wasim, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm not bad. Uh, You know, the Raptors suffered a tough loss last night to the Dallas Mavericks, uh, 102-98. Tell me, what was your initial thoughts on last night's game? Um, it was a it was a good game, well fought. Um, considering that we are missing a couple players right now, I still think we did well. Yes, some good things, few negatives that can be worked on, but overall, I think there's a lot of good things coming from watching the Raptors. Yeah, you know, in this game, the Raptors are gonna have their ups and downs all season long. It's a young team. This Mavericks team, I believe they were like ten out of eleven straight wins coming to this one. Uh, they've won nine of their last 10, I know for a fact. Uh, so they came in this nine and one. Uh, they're fifth in the Western. This is a really strong basketball team when they're clicking, when they're healthy. You know, this is a team that's missed Doncic for a large part of the year. Uh, you know, they have Porzingis who deals with injury problems as well. They have all the nice pieces like uh, Jalen Brunson, who, you know, is a really good bench player for them. And he's even worked his way into a bigger role this year. Uh, I thought the Raptors played really well in this one. Um, you know, they kind of lost the game when Dallas hit that momentum strike and they couldn't really put a stake in the ground, uh, but they battled back in the end. Um, you know, really impressive from a young team to go against one of the top teams in the NBA. But uh, there's one part in the game that, you know, it just keeps coming back to me and it's not something I'm really happy with. And that's uh, the defensive lapse of Scotty Barnes there in the end on Doncic. And, you know, we're going to get into Scotty. I know you want to touch up on him, so we'll send it there first. But um, you know, in terms of the Raptors, uh, in games like this where they play tough opponents that have that superstar kind of player, so like, for example, the Mavericks have Doncic, I think that's where the Raptors kind of need that big, bona fide number one star player, you know, the big name that we see across the league to kind of level up against Doncic. And, you know, this is why I'm bringing up uh, this conversation because we're going to transition into Scotty Barnes. But, see, Scotty Barnes... Um, you know, he's a rookie, so we can't expect him to go straight up one for one with Doncic. And I know he has the help of Van Vliet and Siakam and Ananobi and other uh, players within the roster. But uh, do you agree with me? Do you think Scotty can step up into this role as he progresses with age uh, to be kind of that guy to go up against the main stars uh, across the league? I, I do. I do believe you. He is a very skilled and he's a great player. And it is his first year. He's young, you know inexperienced it's his first time in the NBA and you're going up against a guy like Doncic who's an amazing player phenomenal like he's like top of the league and so it's going to happen he's going to beat you he, he he beats the best defenders in the league so yes it's it's not something that we like to see these defensive lapses that can lose us games but ultimately they're going to happen and especially because Scotty Barnes is a rookie but watching him you know throughout the season he's been very solid he's averaging I think 14 points a game with um, eight rebounds and three assists, so he is not just scoring points. He's got he's getting on the he's getting on the glass. He's making plays and overall looking like a really solid player. And of course, his defense is very good. We did see a lapse, 
but it's going to happen with a rookie. You know, there's ups and downs in the league, like you said, and they're young. So I do believe that he can step into this player, kind of like what we had with Kawhi, but there's still a bit of time before that could happen with him. I think he still needs to develop more and play a bit more, but, you know, it's his first year in the NBA, so I think things are looking really good for him. You know, I'm going to be completely honest here. When the Raptors did draft him with that pick, um, you know, at the time it was like the Suggs draft, you know, and obviously Cunningham and all that, but Suggs was the player that I really wanted at that four spot. And uh, when the Raptors passed on him for Barnes, I'm going to be completely honest. I was actually really upset with it. Um, But, you know, looking back now, like what a job by the Raptors management team, by Masai and Webster, you know, they got a slam dunk pick with this guy. He's phenomenal. I think he's going to be, you know, he's really fast tracked this kind of, I don't want to call it a rebuild for the Raptors, but this retool since, you know, the big pieces that left since the championship, he's really fast tracked that. And I just straight credit to them. You know, I'm eating my words now. Uh, because the season Barnes is having is like something I never saw coming. He's so fun to watch on the court. He's probably my favorite youngster in the NBA. Definitely a rookie of the year candidate. I think a fair, you know, mention to Josh Giddy over in Oklahoma. He's having an uh, awesome season as well. But Barnes is just such a fun player to watch. And I'm so happy the Raptors landed him with that pick. Uh, what do you think about, you know, that draft selection? Yeah, so I totally agree with you. I think Masai and the management did uh, an amazing job. Like, it is something that, like, something that the, those are the things that they do that most people, like, don't see, you know, but they're just making those decisions that everyone thinks are wrong, but they're actually, like, amazing decisions. So, like, like good job to them. And even, yeah, so when that draft came, I know I had watched him a bit in college, and he was a solid player, but I know the hype was around Suggs, so I was like, mm, is this the best pick? And I know had it having conversations with like friends at that time and they're like oh this is terrible you know we should have taken Suggs Suggs would have been better but this pick paid off and you know Masai proved everyone wrong Scotty proved everyone wrong he's an amazing player he is developing and yes rookie of their candidate for sure and like you said Josh Giddy is doing very well in Oklahoma and I also think that we could I think Evan Mobley would be in the races too so I would say between them three would be the best option for rookie of the year as they as they've all have been playing wonderful and they're all all around players as well yeah you know uh continuing on with this conversation um and yes Mobley is having a fantastic season as well forgot to mention him but in a game where the Raptors this this became the Luka Doncic game in a way uh, at certain points throughout the game and that's just what a star player is going to do to you when you're that you know bona fide number one as that franchise kind of player um, but we saw Van Vliet actually do a really good job in combating that. And I think that's the Raptors' strength, right? They have these pieces in Siakam and uh, Barnes and, you know, Ananobi, and they have these pieces across the floor that they can kind of match up with that star-level takeover. It's just they don't have that, you know, number one guy that can just do it by himself. They kind of need the other pieces around them, the weapon, to, you know, stay on point. Um, but that gets us into, you know, the Freddie talk and, uh, you know, there's a lot of debate going on, you know, a lot of people either love Van Vliet or they just throw him away like an irrelevant player in the NBA, but he is an all-star. Do you not agree? Like he is so fun to watch. What do you think? Oh, I, I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm on the same boat with you on this one. Um, Fred is an amazing player, you know, considering he came from undrafted, you know, worked his way through the G League, and now he is our starting point guard, and he is 
um, averaging the most minutes in the NBA. He's averaging 20 points a game. He's looking really solid. He's a great entertaining player to watch. You know, he hits big shots. He's a good defender. You know, in the finals when we had won, he done a really good job against uh, Steph, locking him down. And, you know, there's only so much you can do against Steph, like a player like Steph. But he did a good job against him, made it tough for him. And even watching him in, in the games over the past few weeks, he always gives a hard time to uh, defenders. And so he is an amazing player. But I do agree with you in the fact that we are lacking that, like, number one player, that, that, like, that star who we can give the ball when we need a bucket at the end of the game, someone who can carry us through the playoffs. And, yeah, so Fred, I don't think he is that player, but he is a very important piece to this Raptors team, and we would not be the Raptors team we are without him. All right, so then let's throw it to Siakam. Do you think he could be a franchise player? I do see potential for him to become a franchise player. He has been he has been um, stepping it up the past couple of games. He's been scoring a lot. He's also, I think he had over five assists for a few games in a row. So he's distributing, he's rebounding. He's a good defender as well. I don't, he, I wouldn't say he is that number one player right now. Just like how when we had Kawhi, he was at secondary to Kawhi. I do think that he can step into that role. He does need to develop and step up a bit. And um, overall, he's a good player, but he's just lacking that, like, that cutting edge that, you know, like that, that like, like a Doncic or a Steph or a Giannis. Like, for example, Doncic had, what, 41 points last game. You know, he, he put the team on his shoulders. And I feel like Siakam is unable to do that yet. And he, I also find that he does get into foul trouble a lot of games too. So I think he needs to refine that as well because then you have issues with like not playing him as much in the fourth quarter when you need him because he is potentially going to get fouled out. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of on the same boat with you with that one for sure with Siakam. I think Siakam, you know, credit to him for really shutting up the haters. You know, we heard it all throughout that, you know, year span about how, you know, when he got this max contract and uh, he hasn't really lived up to it. We heard all the naysayers, but this year he's really put that behind him. I thought he's had a great season so far, but in terms of like the franchise player, you know, tag that goes along with, uh, you know, Siakam, I agree. I don't think he's ever really going to be that bona fide number one. I think he's going to be that elite kind of number two guy for whoever the next, you know, number one becomes on this Raptors team. I think if you're, trying to build an NBA championship winning caliber team. I think Siakam is a perfect guy to be that number two. You know, he does a lot of things, um, you know, on the court. He's versatile. He does have foul trouble, like you said. But, you know, he just seems like also a great personality within the, uh, the locker room. Uh, he seems like everybody loves him. They all love playing with him. I see every day I'm going on my phone that there's some new trade rumor across social media with this guy. And uh, it stings. I'm not going to lie. Siakam's probably my favorite player on the team. Uh, he's so fun to watch. I love what he did uh, on that championship run, um, you know, when Kawhi was here and all that. But I really think whoever decides to be, whether it's an outside candidate that the Raptors trade for or if Scotty just grows into that, I think Siakam is, you know, the best option probably for the Raptors to become that number two. And, uh, you know, future-wise, because – a lot of people say this Raptors team, you know, this rebuild that they're going through, I don't count it as a rebuild. You know, they were just in the playoffs, like what, a year ago, two years ago. Um, even after Kawhi left, they still made it to the second round. So uh, I think this Raptors team is going through a retool. And I think that, uh, you know, the trade rumors involving Siakam, I don't want to do it yet. 
I know there is some about Boucher because Boucher's contract's expiring at the end of the year, but you know, that I'll look more into, but I really want to keep Siakam. So what do you think about that, about the trade uh, proposals with uh, Pascal? Yeah, so I do agree with you that he is more of that number two. Like, you could, you could say that he's like a Pippin, for example. Like, he's a key player, very important. You need him to win the championship. You need him for, that, for the playoffs. But he's not that number one. And you're right, I really like him. He's a very likable player. He's a good person off the court. You know, he is, like, he brings good energy. You know, he's someone you like to be around, like you said. And it, it would, I would hate, I would hate to see him go, unfortunately. Like, I, I don't want a single. He's an amazing player. But I think the, the only time I would be okay with him potentially being traded, if it was involved in bringing in that, that number that number one like you know how we traded DeRozan for Kawhi and everyone hated to see DeRozan go but ultimately that did win us the championship so I think that would be the only case where I would be like okay you know what this this is as much as it hurts this is the needed trade for us and and also to comment on what you're saying about the Raptors not being in a rebuild I do agree with that as well because we are 500 right now we're 21 and 21 which is really solid given the injuries and the COVID protocols. So you're right. It's not a rebuild. It's more of a retool. And we're still looking like a very solid team. Yeah. You know, this Raptors team, like I said, it started this episode. You're going to have your ups and downs. I know a lot of critics. This is the team that started off 2022 winning five straight. And now they have lost four of their last five. So that's the definition of, you know, a rookie kind of team. This is a young team they got here. And you got to expect the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows. This wasn't going to be a perfect season. If the Raptors make the playoffs, in my opinion, that's a successful season. You know, but I'm also okay if they do want to just, you know, kind of be sellers at the deadline and go for more of a higher pick to build around Scotty and, you know, more look towards the future. But uh, do you see this team pushing for maybe a play-in spot? Or, like, what, how do you think the season finishes for them? Based on how what we've seen so far in this season, I think we can push for a play-in maybe. Between, yeah, so between, I would say the max we could finish would be maybe seventh place, sixth place if we're really pushing it. Because, we, again, like you said, we have the ability to win. We had that, 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 that win streak, and then now, you know, we're losing a bunch of games. But, again, the games that we lost were all close games. I think the biggest margin was six points. And, you know, we barely lost to Phoenix Suns who are now first place overall in the entire NBA. So I do believe that we can make a push for the playoffs, you know, into the first round, maybe the second round. But I think an issue with that is right now is our depth, you know, with Birch out and Trent out and then players like Banton and Utah being very like inconsistent. So we are lacking that, that bench because then so much pressure is put on, I think maybe only seven or eight guys and it's tough for them to, constantly perform every single day in and out, which is why we're losing these very close, close games. I agree. I think the max is probably the sixth uh, seed, um, you know, the Raptors, if they're really clicking and staying healthy throughout the season. But, uh, you know, I think the biggest X factor on the Raptors season, like regardless, like let's just say there's no trades, the biggest X factor on this team right now I think is OG Ananobi. And I think he's going to determine what this season brings to this Toronto team. I think he could be that deciding factor because we know what we're going to get out of Siakam and Van Vliet and Scotty. 
and this is obviously, of course, you know, discounting injuries, but so just looking at the roster, I think Ananobi's uh, got to be that X factor piece. Don't you think like if he really turns it on and uh, you know, he has so much potential and he brings so much to this Raptors team, he's versatile, you know, he's got that athleticism. Uh, what do you think? Do you, do you agree? Like, do you think he could be that X factor that pushes this Raptors team into the playoffs? Yeah. So I, I agree with you on that. Um, he is a very important player. He's a very good player, you know, averaging 19 points, five rebounds, two and a half assists. Overall, a great player. He's very athletic. He is also very, very, a very good defender. So he, he's that, he's that guy you want to put on the opposing teams, like number one star. And he does always does a good job against them. And I do believe he can be that X factor if he can stay healthy and if he can stay consistent, because there are games where, you know, he doesn't score too much or his field goal percentage is low. But I think one thing why he's such an important piece to this Raptors team is because, you know what, whether he's not, whether he's shooting good or whether he's shooting not, whether he's getting his boards or not, his, his, his defense, his intensity, his energy, his effort is always there, which is why he's such an important player because that brings out, the the defense and the intensity and the effort from the other players and overall like you know like they say defense wins championships so I'm not saying that the Raptors are going to win a championship but it's that it's that defense that effort that energy that what he brings like in every game and if he can pair it with his offense in every game then he'll be that x factor that'll really push the Raptors into the playoffs yeah, you know, it's okay to mention the word championships there like you said with that uh, kind of sentence like you know, this team has the build to go on a deep playoff run. Like, just given the pieces they have now, I'm so excited to see what the future brings. But there is one massive part of the roster that's a serious problem. And that leads us to our next topic and the Raptors bench. You know, it hasn't provided much help to, you know, the starting lineup for the Raptors. Um, obviously, a lot of this goes to Drogic, and that's a topic we're going to get to in a bit. But uh, are you disappointed with the bench this year? I know it's young, and like you said, it struggles with inconsistency. So I think if the Raptors did want to make a playoff push, uh, push, uh, you you got to go look at the bench and trades and uh, you know for acquisitions and signings. But uh, what do you think about the bench? Yeah, so I think the biggest issue, issue like you said, is inconsistency. So you've got guys like um, Champagny, you know, you've got Boucher, you've got Utah, you have all these players, Banton as well. And when they perform well, it's good. You know, when, when the bench is scoring a lot, like we're almost guaranteed to win that game because we already get so many points in production from our starters. But the issue is, is that we're not getting that every game. And because of that, it's pressure on our starters, makes us make, leads to us losing these close games because our bench isn't performing. And like, for example, if you look at last game, we only had seven guys in rotation so that's like you're putting so much pressure and you're going up against a really good team like the Mavericks and you've only got two guys coming off the bench rotating in so you're putting a lot of pressure and it, it gets tiring for your um, off, for your offense and for your starters so I think if we're going to look for trades it would be to you know improve the bench get a little bit more experience on the bench and consistency because with that it would help us improve I do like what I'm seeing but, you know, if you have too many, too many young guys, then you're risking a lot of off days. But there are some good things coming from the bench, like Justin Champagne is playing a lot. You know, he's a great defender, great rebounder. And you've got guys like Utah and Banton who can score. Also very tall, athletic players who are good defenders as well. 
but I do think we need an improved bench if we want to look at going for a long playoff run, you know, having chances in the playoffs against good teams. Yeah, you know, I agree with everything you just said there. In my opinion, I don't think, you know, Raptors management sees this kind of season as, you know, a playoff season. I think they see this as letting the young guys develop. If they do well enough to make it to the playoffs, I think that's a win in their standards. That's what I'm looking at the season as, as a whole. But, uh, you know, the bench, like you said, it's so young, so you got to expect the inconsistency. But, like, the fans that I'm seeing online all over the social media platforms, like, they're complaining that, you know, we're dropping in the standings now after starting 2022, 5-0. Like, it's just, it's, it just seems like a mixed fan base right now with what this team uh what like what the fans want from this team and i think you got to expect the ups and downs like me and you both talked up on um but like this is a team that i don't think people even outside like outside fan bases understand that how young this raptors team is they are really scary if you think about it like if we fast forward to even next year you know a year under scotty's uh belt and you know the the draft picks that come to help and then obviously moves that they make in the offseason like if they do improve that bench like, to me, Drogic, when they brought him in, I didn't expect much from him in general. You know, he was solid over in his prime uh, with uh, Miami and stuff. But when he came here, I just thought Max, he'd be that bench guy for the Raptors. But he's really done the opposite. You know, he's gone for personal reasons right now. Um, Drogic, I think, could, could be that piece if, uh, you know, Nick Nurse gave him a chance to be that kind of leader of the bench in a way as that veteran presence, you know, to kind of cope with the inconsistencies. Um, obviously, you know, he's been brought up in trade rumors. I don't think he has really any trade value right now. You know, he's tied to that like $19 million contract. Um, maybe the Raptors do trade him for, you know, a contract kind of swap. But right now I think the Raptors are just likely going to buy him out and he joins a contender, uh, you know, when the time comes. But what do you think about Drogic? Yeah, so I agree with you on what you said on him. I know when he came in, he wasn't too enthusiastic to come to Toronto. You know, the energy isn't there. And, you know, when you, when, no matter, like, how good a player is coming to your team, if they don't have good energy, if they're not – if they don't want to play, if they're not enthusiastic, you know, you're not going to want to play them. They're not going to play well. They're not going to bring much to the team. So I think that was the case with Dragic. Yes, like you said, his prime was very good with Miami. He was a great player. Overall, like, a really reliable, like, strong, experienced veteran. But – if, he's, if he doesn't want to offer that for our team, then there's no way we're going to get it out of him. He's, he needs to want to be that player for us to get it out of him. But from, from what I've seen from him, he doesn't like seem like he wants to do that. And yes, he's on personal, a personal leave right now. But then there was that video on uh, Instagram that surfaced of him, you know, training in Miami, looking healthy and stuff. So I don't want to, you know, make any assumptions or anything, but he seems healthy and ready to play but it just seems like he doesn't want to play with the Raptors. I don't think he fits in well with the Raptors. And yeah, he doesn't have much trade value. So I think, yeah, we'd have to buy him out and he would leave because we're not going to, if we could get another, a, a, a more enthusiastic player who's got a bit more experience to come into the Raptors as a trade, I would take that. But I, I don't think, I'm not sure we'll, we'll get that. Yeah, I know. It's a tough situation right now for both management and, uh, you know, Drogic himself, I think he does go back to Miami. You know, if I did have to predict, like, where he would go, I think, you know, once the Raptors buy him out, I think, you know, he likes training up there. He likes Miami, it seems like. I don't think, like you said, that after that trade happened, you can tell he was not happy. He talked to social media about it. You know, he wasn't afraid to hide it. 
So I really think if I had to pick up a location, he's probably going back to Miami, you know, on a cheaper kind of option for Miami so that they can uh, use his veteran presence as they go on a playoff run because that's a really good team down there. Um, but let's kind of shift as we near the end of this first ever episode of the Battleborn Raptors podcast to tomorrow night's game against the Washington Wizards who are coming off a very – did you see the Washington Wizards last game? Sorry, before I continue. No, I did not get to watch the Wizards games. Okay, so Kuzma and that whole situation with uh, Nash, you know, in the Nets game was a whole, like, mess. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. The One of the Brooklyn Nets uh, coaching uh, staff members stuck out their arm and actually deflected a pass. I think it was from Dinwiddie to Kuzma uh, late in the game. And, it, and the ref didn't call it. Nobody saw it, apparently, as Nash was in the uh, way of the ref's eyes, as what well was, you know, said as the defense for that. But, like, they got completely robbed. They lose by one. Um, so Kuzma was heated after the game. You know, he said in the press conference, he called it horse, S-H-I-T. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, really vented his frustration. So this is a Wizards team that I think, you know, they're also kind of like the Raptors. They're young. Uh, Kuzma's done extremely well for them this year. Um, you know, I was high on him coming into the season for Washington. I thought he never really got that real opportunity in L.A. I know there was a whole stir up with LeBron and all that stuff. But, you know, I really think he's taken advantage of this opportunity with Dinwiddie and Beal over there in Washington. And this is a top team to beat. You know, they're eighth in the East right now. Uh, they're 23 and 22. Um, they're kind of they're. I think they're mostly healthy right now. There's no real key injuries. Um, you know, this is going to be a tough one for the Raptors on Friday night. What do you think? Yeah, so yeah, so I've I've watched a bit of the Wizards throughout the season, and they are a very solid team. So it is going to be a, a tough game for the Raptors. You know, we've got like Kyle Kuzma, who like you like you said is playing very well, and it is good to see him like flourishing out in in Washington. Um, you've got a, an amazing player, Bradley Beal, who is as you know he's like that that guy you go to. You've got Dinwiddie, who's played very well. You've also got um, Harold. Abdija and Rui Hachimura who are all solid and who are all big and you know they're those they're those guys those shot blockers the guys who um, score in the paint so it is going to be a tough game the Wizards are a solid team and I think the the biggest issue with us the reason why we may lose is because the Wizards are like a healthy team they've got pretty much their whole squad ready to go and for us again we're looking with like seven eight nine guys and and Trent Gary Trent is still questionable for um for this game and it would be really good to have him because again he's a he not only is he a great shooter and he brings a lot to the team on the offense he's a great defender he's someone who can guard Beal, guard kuzma guard dinwiddie so if we have him back again he's not going to be at like the full strength but we can we we have a chance with the wizards but they're healthy and they're strong right now so it is going to be a tough one and i think it's again going to come down to the wire and it's going to come down to our our efficiency with like the three point at the at that at the free throw line. It's gonna be a close game. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I like the the youngness in this game. You know, like you mentioned Hachimura. Um, you know, we've talked off the record about, you know, the Raptors don't really have that shop blocker and that kind of, you know, stable piece down the middle. And Boucher's had a really good season. You know, he's starting to shoot now, which is something nobody really thought he had in his armory. But, you know, add that to his game. Uh, you know, I touched up earlier on this episode that he does have an expiring contract. There's been lots of, I mean, lots of talk about him uh, being in a potential trade. Do you see Boucher being in a trade? You know, somebody like 
um, a, like a contending team coming out and seeing that, you know, he's added this to his game and they want to add that kind of as like a bench piece. Uh, do you think the Raptors move him or what do you think happens with Boucher and his contract? Um, so like you said, it's expiring. So I do see him as being a potential trade piece because he is, he's looking solid. He's a bit inconsistent, but you know, like you said, he started shooting, you know, he's great on the offensive glass. You know, he cleans things up. He's a good shot blocker as well. And there's a couple of things in this game that he needs to work on, but you know, he's not the most experienced player and he's got a lot more potential to grow from. And um, I could see him being gaining, slowly gaining more trade value. And he's, he's gained trade value from the beginning of the season. And he's going to continue to gain that trade value. And I, I could see him being traded for a valuable bench piece for us. And another team could pick him up as a, as a good bench player as well. So honestly, if we do trade him, I, I could see it being as like a, like a win-win for both, both teams involved in the trade. And if we keep him again, he is a good player off the bench. So either way, whichever one goes down, I think um, um, as long as we would get a good player in that potential trade, I, I would be okay with either. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of, I, I have an attachment and a, like a bias towards Boucher because he was an Oregon duck and that's my, uh, you know, college sports team down there in Oregon. So I'd love for him to stay on the Raptors. Um, but I agree. I think, you know, this is going to come down to, you know, a win-win kind of scenario uh, for the player himself. I don't know if he wants to stay in Toronto after this year, you know, he's kind of hitting that peak age where maybe he wants to go out somewhere in the U S to, you know, a more stable contender. Cause I know with the Raptors, it's more of a wild card right now. You really don't know what they're, you're, what you're going to get out of them. You, whatever Raptors team you're going to play um, you don't know until the game. So uh, I can see him maybe, you know, favoring an American team and whatever comes down to a sign and trade and all that stuff. But, you know, I hope he stays. I think he's, you know, really stepped up uh, for the Raptors in a position of need. So if he can stay here longer, I would love that. But uh, it's going to be completely up to him. So, you know, I think we've covered majority of what we wanted to on this episode. Um, you know, we both talked about we're looking forward to tomorrow night. Any last things uh, you want to say before we end the first ever episode? Um, well, it was, uh, it was great to, for you to have me here. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And um, looking at the Raptors, you know, it's been an up and down season, but we've got young guys. We've got, we've got good players. We've got a great coaching staff. We've got a great overall, like, um, team franchise. And we've got great management. So I think, although we're not, we haven't been looking the best, like, last season and whatnot, but, you know, we're looking solid this year. And I think a lot of, a lot of good things are coming for us in the future. Yes, sir. Couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for joining me today, Wasim. I'm excited for what this, uh, you know, show has to bring in the future. Um, you know, this is uh, joining the Battleborn uh, Fan Talk Network as, uh, you know, coverage of the Leafs, Jays, Toronto FC, and Argonauts. So, you know, big things to come. Uh, I'm really excited for the future, as I said, and I can't wait for more. So thank you all for listening, and uh, I hope you enjoy tomorrow night's game. Now the Warriors just inbound, and that's it. There's the new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. We, the North, are now we, the champions, the Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. Hi, where are you from? Canada. Everybody on the left, everybody on the right. 
in the front and in the back. Let them know where you from. Repping everywhere I go. Everybody from the cold. This is where we call it home. Real f-